right, everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron, And I'm Clayton. And we're your hosts. I'm the veteran romance reader. And I'm the virgin. <laughs> so... Thanks, everybody. Still, we have no listeners in Wyoming. That That's sick. And that, now I think that it's just a, a trolling Now it's on situation. purpose. Yeah. Um, but so many of you have been rating, reviewing, subscribing. It's been fantastic. We appreciate it so much. Do you have any that you specifically want to call out, Clayton? Oh, yeah. Um, we got a great Apple podcast review from Tracy May AZ. And it's a five-star review. Laugh out loud banter is the title of it. <laughs> and she says, this podcast makes me laugh out loud. Aaron and Clayton's banter is so intelligent, funny, and entertaining. Mm-hmm. A perfect listen for all those times I wish I was reading a romance, but I need my hands for something other than page turning. Laundry calls, you know. Right? Aww. I love that. That's sweet. We read a book. We read a book. This week called, Do You Want to Start a Scandal? By Tessa Dare. You tap the folder on the table. It contained information on every resident, guest, and servant in Parkhurst Manor, including Charlotte Highwood. You've read this. Sum it up for me. Ridley shrugged. Could be worse. She comes from gentry, several generations of country squires, an estate with modest but steady income. Her father died, having sired three daughters but no sons. His estate passed to a cousin, and the ladies were left with middling dowries. Charlotte is the youngest. The eldest, Diana, suffered asthma in her youth, so the family moved to the seaside for health. Here's where it gets interesting. Piers drained his coffee to the bitter dregs. Oh? They went to Spindle Cove. Spindle Cove? Why does that sound familiar? And this is Spindle Cove number five. This is the fifth book. So did you get what Spindle Cove was? They mention it briefly, mm-hmm. and it's a place where our hero heroine, her family goes sometimes, and they do shooting practice there. Yeah. So Spindle Cove is it a is it a militia? Is, are they in a militia? There was a militia there, but the women aren't in a militia. Are you being serious? Yeah. Uh, I was joking. I'm deadly serious. Always. No. It's like a community for women who can't get married but guess what they all get married oh they all find love every single one of them yeah okay that's good i'm i'm happy but you know what if you want to just also be by yourself be by yourself if you if you love yourself and that's the relationship you want to cultivate that's great too yeah it's a great place to go so they also call it spinster's cove when you're not being nice about it. And then the militia is, yeah, they were sent there to, like, guard this old castle well, thing. So it's legitimately, legitimately a militia. Well, not like, no, it's, it's a, I mean. It's a guard. It's, the it's, crown it's, set is okay with it being there. They're not paramilitary. Okay. Yeah. So they're like guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I would say definitely read that. And then this is a sequel to another book called Say Yes to the Marquess, which is... <laughs> A play on Say Yes to the Dress. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of pun titles, which is really great. I like them. They're cute. The thing that I love about Tessa Dare and why I chose to read her what for this, for the podcast, is her books are like the most like a rom-com. Like they're all very light, really funny, so easy to read. Yes. Her character is always fantastic and really funny and really themselves. So yeah i read this this is the first romance novel that i read in one day yeah 
day and night and it flew by. It was so fun. It was such a nice, it was just a breezy book. I read most of it outside because mm. spring is happening or at least I'm willing it to. It was still very <laughs> cold, but I was like, no, it's springtime. I'm sitting outside and reading a book. Yeah. Let's judge this cover. What do you think? I mean, I love this cover. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so, I mean, uh, check out them pecs. He's foxy. She's beautiful. It's everything I want from a romance cover. Yeah. What happened in yes. this book? So this book starts with, we have our her- heroine, Charlotte, who is staying at the Parkhurst estate, chilling out with her best friend, Delia. Delia. Who has, now, Delia has a hip issue. She has, what, one bigger hip or she, her hip is out of line. What was the, what was the deal with her? One bigger hip. One of her hips was bigger than the other. (laughs) I don't know what her deal was. She had, she had a bit of a. She had like a limp. She had a limp. Yeah. And so she's an artist. She's a painter, Delia. And Charlotte is best friends with her. And they have a plan to travel across Europe, which I was so excited about, the two of them gallivanting. Charlotte was like, we're going to go, I'm going to run through caverns and do all this great stuff. I was very excited about this. But she's hanging there at the estate, and we also have Pierce Brandon, who is the Marquise of Granville, and he is our hero. And this book jumps right into it. Love so it. He's, I, me too. I was so in on this book immediately. He's sitting in the library or the study. She comes in. They have a little uh, tit-a-tat. And they, some people come in and they hide. So they, they're hiding. Uh, Pierce and Charlotte hide. Pierce and hi- uh, yeah, Pierce and Charlotte hide behind a curtain. And they start hearing... Wet sounds, <laughs> wet noise. They, they say wet sounds. And I laughed out loud. I was sitting in the park and I start reading this. And when she says wet noises, I go, huh. <laughs> and these two girls were walking by me. At the, I was like, well, that's perfect. I'm just, oh, I'm just reading Tessa Dare. You know how it is, girls. My favorite is her opening line when so she basically follows him from the ball because they're at this like big grand house party. With yeah. Them, so like a ton of people there and follows him through the ball and he starts like rifling through a desk and she just shows up. She's like, I have my own agenda. She's like, I'm here to save you. Uh-huh. It's, everything's going to be fine. And he's like, what in the hell? Because her mom is obsessed with her marrying well to the point where it's like become a little bit of an embarrassment to her and everyone around her. So, She's scared that her mother is going to try to push her on him. So Uh she's like, listen, I don't want to marry you. No matter what my mother says, like, you're safe. Well, her mom physically pushed her in front of a carriage, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, not to kill her, but because she wanted her to be, like, noticed by someone. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't an an attempt to murder her, but it was an attempt to get someone to notice her Mm -hmm. so that she could marry them. Mm -hmm. And she, Charlotte, has been dubbed... In the scandal sheets as the desperate debutante. Yeah. But they have to hide. And, of course, they're pressed against each other. And she gets very excited. She's laughing. She's laughing. At the wet noises. She's like, this is ridiculous. And he, at first, is 
but you know what's happening. She's like, of course I know what's happening. Yeah. I, I'm not an idiot. But yeah, he's trying to get her to stop laughing, and he's kind of squeezing her so she 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 can't she can't laugh. But then those people leave. They get out from the curtain. He had grabbed a rope because uh, the curtain was pulled back by a rope, so he was holding onto a rope. And Edmund, who is the young son of the manor, comes running in saying he heard noises, murder noises, and he starts chanting murderer, murderer, (laughs) murderer at uh, Pierce. Now, I was laughing out because this little demonic kid. How old was he supposed to be? I think he was supposed to be like eight. Okay. Which I don't even remember being eight. No? I mean, a little bit, but I don't know how I would have acted. But I don't know that I knew what murder was when I was eight. When do you learn about murder? It depends. I guess, I guess it depends on where you grew up. Yeah, if you know murdered people. If you're like a child soldier, that's all you know. <laughs> that's you know? awful, yeah. It's just the facts. Yeah. <laughs> but he probably doesn't know what murder is, I would I mean, think. He does. He starts chanting murder. He walks in. He's like, this seems like a well, murder he scene. he heard fucking and thought it was murder. So yeah. who knows what's going on with it. This, this is... He's going to grow up to, it's going to be, we need to talk about Edmund's situation. Oh, yeah. Th- there's, there's some sick shit. You actually texted, because I, <laughs> I texted you about this, about how Edmund's a little shit. And you said, could he be, is this the origin of Jack the Ripper? <laughs> could be. Maybe. Who knows? We're going to say it's not. Uh, yeah, we're not going to, listen, did they ever find out who it was? No. I felt like they did, and just nobody ever remembers. What do you mean no one ever remembers? Like, who, that they actually figured out who Jack the Ripper was, and it's one of those things we were all interested in when we didn't know, and now that we do know, we're like, eh, whatever. I mean, no. Okay. And it's also not something that I think you ever could know, because everybody's dead. You know what I mean? So it's like, how are you going to prove it? It's not like somebody confesses. Like, it'll always be speculation. Like, it really can't be solved. I don't remember. I thought first. I thought they fe- figured out who Jack the Ripper was, or they had like very likely candidates. I feel like they always have very likely candidates, but mm-hmm. they don't know who it is. Um, I saw on Twitter once, and I'm not going to be able to remember who it was. So just know it wasn't me. But somebody said all these like Jack the Ripper books were coming out. Like you know, there's always like a wave every few mm-hmm. years. Like Manson is big now. Yeah, and they said what they the movie they want to see is all of the friends of his um, victims come together and form a vigilante mob and then they find who he is and they murder him oh that's cool that's the only movie i want to see about jack the ripper so until that happens i love a good mob yeah some vigilante justice oh yeah that's great yeah it'd be fantastic so edmund runs in makes a big scene and so then the whole ruckus happens uh, the, the park, uh, the Lord Parkhurst comes in and he's sees them together and it's like, you guys got to get married. Basically. Cause her mother runs into, yeah. And she's like, this is excellent. This is great. Compromised. This is- now you're getting engaged. <laughs> she does this thing where she acts a little shocked and mm-hmm. then whispers to Charlotte, great job. <laughs> <laughs> we find out. Pierce is there to do some investigation. He is a spy for the crown. Charlotte is has two, I believe, what is it, two weeks to figure out what, because what she wants to figure out is who the two people who were tupping are. 
because he calls it tupping. She goes, they're making love. And he goes, that's not making love. That's tupping, mm-hmm. which I love that. Tupping was such a great term. Did you hear of tupping before this? Okay. You knew about tupping. Just from books like these. Just from books like yeah, this. Yeah, I didn't know about it just in my life. And he also calls sex bed sport, <laughs> which I love as well. Yeah. So from now on, it's all about bed sport and, and tupping. tupping. But she takes it upon herself to try and figure out who these people are who are having sex. Now, she has one clue that she finds, which is a garter that has C on it. The letter C embroidered on it. Now, that's why also they think it's her because her name is Charlotte. So she she says, "Well, I'm not going to show people my garters that I that I have." No, she goes to. She goes to, and she only has one on. No, she's like, I have both my garters, and she starts lifting up her skirts in front of all these people, and they're like, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" And she's like, "Okay, but I could just prove it right now." Yeah, that's right. That's right. So she can't prove it. Mm So she wants to find out who the two people were so that she can confront them and have them admit that it was them. Mm -hmm. So then they will be basically cleared. Yes. And they don't have to get married. And then she can still go on the tour with Delia. But I think for Piers, he is like, well, I need to get married anyway. But he he's old enough to be on that in that time where he's like, I got to have a kid. I got to have a kid. It, It looks good to do this. He finds her attractive, but I don't think it's love at first sight for him. No. He definitely sees this as a convenient way for him to get an offspring. So I've, what what happens next? I'm blanking. Piers is investigating Lord Parkhurst to find out he's about to get this really important position and move to Australia. So basically, Piers is making sure that there's no reason why he shouldn't do it. That mm-hmm. he's, but for some reason, he, this guy is spending a ton of money and he can't figure out why. Charlotte is trying to investigate who the lovers are. Piers is trying to investigate Lord Parkhurst and find out what he's doing. So they just keep... I mean, that's pretty much the whole plot. Yeah, the whole They plot. just keep bu- bumping into each other. Um, and the whole thing, too, is Piers is very, very closed off because he... Uh, when he was a child, he found his mother after she had committed suicide and he sort of like covered it up for her. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte is just emotion running wild. So yes. it's also her sort of breaking him down because he, from the moment in the library, he's like, I'm going to marry this woman. She sort of takes all the boxes for me. She doesn't want to marry him because she's like, well, I want to marry for love. Both my sisters married for love. But also this desperate debutante, if I marry somebody after we got compromised in the library, everyone's going to think that I planned it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want that either. And Pierce just for such a long time, like refuses to just say like, I like you. She goes as far as after they make love for the first time, he picks her cherry and she says, I love you. And he doesn't say it. Yeah. That, that was pretty low but she always believed that he did that was the thing about charlotte is she was an optimist Mm -hmm. they do have sex before marriage so this scene where they're outside they're having sex he 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 sticks it in her and then sticks it in her well but then they have sex and he he pulls out and jizzes on his sh- his I know his shirt that was like off to the side. They're both naked. I was like, that's so weird. Just jizz on the ground. But <laughs> like, why would you jizz on your shirt? Especially when you're outside. Yeah, you got to wear that shirt, bro. Yeah, you got to get back to the house somehow. Yeah, that was a weird choice. <laughs> I didn't remember. I made a note of that. I was like, why is he jizzing on his shirt? 
Yeah, they have a lot of sex before marriage, which I think was very cool. Yeah. He also finger bangs her several times, which is also very he cool. He finger bangs her the first time she comes. Uh, so fast, too. Yeah. Because I guess she, I mean, that that's how it is, how it was back then. It's what, just people very, just coming fast, just fast and furious? Just pent up. Yeah. Because she didn't, did you, did you feel bad for uh, Delia? Yes. I felt bad for Delia, too. I hated it, the way that it was revealed to her. I mean, how heartbreaking was the scene? So after the fire, mm-hmm. it's found out that that uh, Charlotte had been in Pierre's room. They're getting married. And this is sort of the first that Delia hears about it, yeah. which I'm also like, she's your best friend. You should have told her what was going on sooner. But then she uh, goes to stomp off, but she can't go fast. So because then, she has the one big hip. She has a gi- one giant <laughs> hip, her elephantitis. Yeah. And then... Um, Charlotte is sort of chasing after her and she's like, please, I just want to stomp off. Like you can't, I'm too easy to catch. So please don't try. It's and, embarrassing. And that's a very rom-com uh, moment in mm-hmm. these books. They had segments like that, which I really like because it was poignant, but also there was a humor to it yeah. that didn't make it as, as sad or dark as it could have been. Mm-hmm. I thought of you when this happened because you're big, one of your favorite tropes is, either close friends or best friends that kind of those female friendships are very important for you in real life and also in books and i was like she's doing delia dirty here uh they they're best friends they should be they she should be worrying about delia more than she is and she was within her own mind but she wasn't talking to delia Mm -hmm. about it to then have it be something that they do together or that they figure out together i feel like Charlotte would just take things on and be like, no, I can fix everything. Uh Like she was always trying to orchestrate everything that was happening around her. And I think that she needed to sort of give that up a little bit. And I think it was like the betrayal was also that Delia thought one thing was happening this whole two weeks and something else was happening instead. And that's like sort of the thing that's really shitty. Delia was getting ready for their grand adventure. The grand tour, yeah. And never had any thought that it wasn't going to happen and that Pierce was even a threat to their friendship. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that Delia was upset that Charlotte fell in love. I think she was upset she wasn't told. Right, because it's also like your best friend in this big life event is happening and you're just sort of like left in the dark. Mm-hmm. We do have to talk about the scene right after the f- they are found for the first time and then Charlotte's mother takes her up into the room to explain the birds and the bees to her mm-hmm. and is so awful at it where she's oh. just like... She does it all with fruit where she pulls out a peach and an eggplant and uh-huh. she's like, so the man puts the eggplant in the peach. Yeah. And then Charlotte picks them up and tries to like slamming them together. Like, I don't understand how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So Charlotte was trolling her mom because pretty hard. She thought instead of trying to get out of this, I'm going to lean into it mm-hmm. and kept asking her questions and being like, are they all this big? <laughs> and some of them are. <laughs> Um, the the mystery ends up not being anything. I uh, loved the conclusion of the mystery. So the mystery ends up being that Lord Parkhorse, is he even a lord? I keep calling him a lord, but I think mm. he's just like, his name's Vernon. But <laughs> Pierce thought for a while that he was having an affair because mm-hmm. he knew that Vernon was the guy. He just didn't know who the woman was. So all this time, Charlotte was looking for both of them, and Pierce knew that it was the man of the house, but wasn't sure who the woman was, and he was he was kind of just letting Charlotte have her fun trying to discover this. But it turns out that it's his wife, 
And where that money was going and all that different stuff was they like to role play and they're very fucking rich. <laughs> so they're able to role play where they purchase properties <laughs> and pretend to be other people and do some hardcore tupping in there. <laughs> what did you think of the sex in this book? That was good sex. I thought it was very good. Yeah. It wasn't too filthy. They His penis is large. But it wasn't uh, we. It wasn't described in great detail. Mm-hmm. We just know that it it was painful at first, very painful yeah. at first, inch and by inch, inch by inch. He got it in there. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really sexy. Mm-hmm. I did love too that like Charlotte was a virgin, mm-hmm. but that she was not sexually like he had to show her all these things. Yeah, like she immediately was like. Uh, I'm into this. I get it. And now I'm going to take control. Uh-huh. And she's like pushing him over and blowing him and riding cowgirl style. And I'm like, yeah, I love all of this. That she was like not afraid of her sexuality yes. at all. She was very like into it all. As soon as she, yeah, as soon as the dam broke, it was, it was over. She was, she just wanted him constantly. Yeah. That was cool. She was like, I just want to see him come because I, he's always so buttoned up and I just want to see him like lose his mind. And so that was basically her game where she was just trying to make him happen. I, I didn't he was buttoned up, but he wasn't the most buttoned up character I think we've had. Who was more buttoned up? Um the the, the uh, virgin duet dude. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess him. But I felt like he was uh Pierce was somebody I would hang out with. Mm-hmm. He's a spy. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool shit. Well, he had like a very dry sense of humor. And I think also because we got to be in his head, mm-hmm. that was different. But I think if you didn't have that, you just saw him, he did seem pretty serious. It, this book was so light and fluffy, though, that he has this moment where he's like, I'm dark inside. I've killed men. She was like, well, it's time of war. He's like, no, it wasn't war. He's like, I don't care. I really don't care. War, <laughs> no war. It doesn't matter to me. Right. She's so optimistic. She she kept thinking, this guy's got a heart. This guy's going to love me. Mm-hmm. This person is capable of love. And he he gets won over by it. Yeah. It she was, breaks his walls down. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. And I, then I love at the end where she's like, I don't have any skills. Like, my sister, my one sister's beautiful. My other sister's really smart, and I'm kind of nothing. And he's like, "No, you know people. Like you're that's what you're really good at. That's your passion." And then she's like, "We're gonna be partner spies." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. I, I that's didn't mean that. Like, no, no." <laughs> it was so cute. She was not a great spy. She, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. She didn't have the finesse. No. She was a little bit like of a bull in a china shop. Like whenever she was in the room, you knew she was in the room. Because yeah. like things were falling over. Yes. She was yelling. She was laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah. Like you could always tell when she's around. She seems like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Now, the epilogue was great because everybody in this book's fucking rich. They're all rich as shit. Mm-hmm. They, he builds a house for them. No, that's his his. Oh, that's his house. Yeah, but I thought Oakhaven is his house. Oh, weren't they in Oakhaven? He has five houses. Yeah, so I think he built one because it has forty six rooms, also secret passageway with a secret room that he had built that he doesn't even know where it is. That was one of his gifts. He gave her this big piece of jewelry. And, and she, she was, was like, this is really it. cool, but. And he, he made her get it out of a 
a, a bedside drawer mm-hmm. uh, or a bedside table that has 14 hidden drawers in it. Mm-hmm. And one of the gifts is now you got to find, I think he put jewelry in every single one. It must be nice. This must be nice. But I got so excited because I love secret passageways. I love secret rooms and secret places. I think that's a trope that I love. You do love a secret place. I love a secret place. I think it's just wanting to be alone. And that is like so romantic to me. It's just being by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to love yourself first. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But are you big into secret passageways? Yeah, sure. You don't seem as invested. Invested in a secret passageway? Yeah, you don't seem as psyched about it as I am. Did, did any of your friends growing up have houses with secret passageways? N- no, but uh, my friend Kurt had a very big house for, like, us. I, I didn't have a very big house growing up, but he had this really big house that had an indoor pool. Whoa. Yeah, well, his dad was an architect, and so he built that whole house. And I remember being o- almost thinking... Am I going to find a secret passageway? Mm. Like, because he's got such a big house. His dad built it. There's got to be some secret room here. So I remember, like, kind of looking for a secret room. I never found it. But I think there's probably a secret room in that house. Mm. I would love it. If my wife built me a secret room in our house, I would love her forever. That's, yeah. So that's the ultimate gift. She knows me. And then you just have to find it. Yeah. And then I'd go in there and I'd stay in there for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's not true. <laughs> I'd bring her in. Yeah. I'd say, come share my secret place with me. That's oh, the ultimate. That's love. That's, that's how you know you want to marry her. If, once you start showing her your Because you have secret places all over the city. I do. That yeah. none of us are allowed to know about. No. Mm-mm. I just sometimes need that, like, this is a spot that is for me. Yeah. I think yeah. that's great. Would you fuck them? Would you Top them. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. So I'm thinking that I would, of course, but like I'm not so into doing it because I think they're good together. It's another one of those things where I think they're really good together. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, what am I going to take her virginity? Like, I, you know, I, I think I, you're thinking too logical. I think it's more like, did you find them sexy enough like you would want to? have sex with them him not as much i'll say i did like him but i don't know if i'd top him i would top her because i think she got really into it Mm -hmm. she was really into sex as soon as she discovered that it was fun so i was into that so i would top her but not him okay maybe Mm -hmm. i'd blow him yeah (laughs) get a little pre-come action yeah why not you know Save that for the tropes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite tropes. Um, yeah, I would both. They, I thought they were sexy. Mm-hmm. I liked it all. All right. Goodreads list. Yay. Is this on some lists? This is on a lot of Perfect. lists. Perfect. It should be. Um, all right. So, compromised historical fiction. She was compromised? Yeah, they were compromised. Yeah. Hot, steamy, sensual historical romance books. Mm-hmm. Yes. True fact. <laughs> Starchy hero gets unstarched. I love that list. Yeah. Yes. I'd love that. We'll see what else is on that list. Yes, that's a great list. No More Rakes Historical Romance. I liked that. He was like a man whore. I feel like so many of them are man whores. Oh, so this is, there's a lot. They, this is a person who is anti-rake. Or at least there's too many rakes. It needs to be a few rakes here and there, but not everybody's got to be a rake. Yeah. I get it. 
Because I feel like Pierce, like, he definitely had had sex before, but it wasn't like... I feel like so many times you read these books and they've basically just, like, fucked their way through France or something. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, okay, you had a lot of sex. It's fine. So he... They never really allude to him being a James Bond-type spy who just beds a woman everywhere he goes. No. I think he's probably had... Uh, you know, he had a lover previously and he's probably had sex with a few women, but like you said, it's not anything excessive. Yeah. It's just appropriate for someone his age. Mm -hmm. Romance with house parties. Yes. I love a house party. I love a bottle episode. I love a house party. Okay. Like everybody's just the intrigues, Gosford Park style. It's great. Arranged marriages, marriages of convenience. Yes. True. Fact. Historical romance, heroine in pursuit. Yeah. I loved that, too. Like, she was always running after him. Mm-hmm. Not in a desperate way, but in just sort of a, like, I don't know, I appreciated it, as mm-hmm. opposed to him just having to, like, convince her why they should be together. She had spunk. She did have spunk. She's yeah. spunky. She was really fun. Yeah. Like, it, her and Free, I think, are my two favorite heroines that we've read that I would, like, want to hang out with. Free is so strong, though, and smart. Yeah. I don't feel like Charlotte was unintelligent but free has a fierce intelligence yeah free's my choose you my number one i feel well charlotte i feel like if you're at a party and you ended up with charlotte you would have like the best night of your life yes it would be hilarious weird stuff would happen yeah i you're right i would follow charlotte where she goes yeah and she would be one of those people who would just grab your hand Mm -hmm. and take you on an adventure and it wouldn't necessarily have to be romantic. It's just very um, fun and nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. Not a man whore, historical and Western romance. Yeah. So they're really, these people are really against the man whore. Yeah. And the rake. I feel like people, different people like different things. So if yeah. you don't like a man whore, this is a book for you. Okay. If you need a man whore, keep walking. Yeah. Uh, There's plenty of man whores I around. Know, you're fine. Yeah. You're, you'll find yeah, one. It's, yeah. You're not going to have a problem there. <laughs> a changed man, historical hero who has changed after war in mind, body, or spirit. Yeah, I guess he did, but it was so easy for her to say, oh, fuck that. Who cares? <laughs> he went to he war. Was, Everybody went to war. Yeah, Napoleon was out. <laughs> we can have it. Like, we all did it. Yeah. I do love Boring. how much she just, like, refuses to acknowledge his stuff. He's like... Yeah, and I found my mom, and then I covered up her suicide, and she's like, oh, that seems like a bummer. Have you seen my bookmark? Yeah, I need my <laughs> bookmark. Um, let's have sex real quick against this wall. Show me what Tuppen is. Yeah. Uh, heroes heroes here are so hot, you nearly swoon slash historical romance. Repeat that. Heroes here are so hot, you nearly swoon historical romance. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He was very sexy. Yeah. Uh, Best romantic beta heroes. This is, is he a beta? I think so. So he's not an alpha because he's not dominant, really. I guess, you know. But he's like a background alpha because he's moving everything, all the pieces around the board, but not with, but he's not like yelling at people for them. Yeah. So I think he's a sneaky alpha. Okay. I don't think he's. I think he's a beta. Is that why I don't want to fuck him? Oh, yeah. You like a guy in charge. I do. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's so weird, because otherwise, why wouldn't I want to fuck him? Yeah, I think I'm, you... I'm a man whore. 
You tell it's a beta. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like the betas in my fantasies. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite couples. Yes. Yes. It is one of my favorite couples. Uh, romance novels to reread again and again. Um, I mean, I, it it was so light that I feel like I just read more of Tessa Dare's stuff with these characters. Maybe not reread this. Okay. Uh, hunks in history. He's a hunk, and it is historical, yes. Yeah. I was thinking, because you know how we want to do new species as a series? Yes. I feel like Spindle Cove would be such a good series, too. Yeah, it it would definitely be light and fun. I, yeah. This would be the kind of thing you could have as a Netflix series. Yeah. Because you, it's not too heavy. There's some fun intrigue. Uh it's female driven, which is great. Yeah. Romantic. I think, I think that, yeah, somebody should option Spindle Cove. Yeah. If they haven't already. What were your tropes? I had a lot of tropes. Let's hear it. Virgin. Spy. Tupping. But <laughs> it's just fucking. Yeah, I know. But you just like that it was I called like tupping. it's called tupping. Um, bed sport. Age difference. Wily hero heroine. She's wily. Mm-hmm. I I was gonna say smart, but like I said, not unintelligent, but not at that level of say free. Finger banging. And, and, and can you still be a virgin after you get finger banged? Yeah, I mean, I mean, do did would you count that as losing your virginity? I know people don't, but it's just kind of like oral sex. You've had sex. I know it's the penetrative sex, but I was thinking this because a lot of these women in these books get finger banged first and that's kind of i guess a workaround for virginity yeah because i think at the time the risk of having a baby out of wedlock was so great yeah so you could just do it with the with the finger yeah which listen i'm a big fan of finger banging so uh forced engagement Reg- this is a regency correct yeah dickhead kid edmund was a dickhead uh scandal sheets um, pre-com. There's some legitimate pre-com in this, mm-hmm. which I'm psyched about, as always. Uh, bath sharing, which was fun. They share a bath. Super into that. Mm-hmm. Like a bath solo. Like a bath with a partner. Those are two great things. Sore after sex. I like this in this book because when you first start being with somebody, you're both sore. But it's good. Mm-hmm. It's like a good sore. And I like that she talked about how sore she was, but they would still go back and do more. That's like that first bloom of love uh, when you're just can't keep your hands off each other. And you're just like, oh, but I'm so sore, but I don't care. I think that was really fun that this was in this book. Poisoned heroin. Wait. Okay. Aborted <laughs> sneezes. <laughs> ruined heroin. Because mm-hmm. she got ruined. Flat nippled hero. What was up with his flat nipples? She mentioned his flat nipples like several times. So he just had nice flat nipples? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, is she opposed to a puffy nipple or? She sees what she sees. I guess. But I mean, did she have to call out? Like, I I guess I wouldn't Were you sensitive about it? No. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm more on the puffy nipple (laughs) side, I'd say, but not anything (laughs) ridiculous. But. Why was she, I do do women pay attention to men's nipples? No. So she, you wouldn't be like 
I think that's more like Tessa them. Dare needing to describe something than like her being really turned on by a flat nipple. Okay. All right. Just wondering. Yeah. Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I no, only look fine. at my nipples and know what my nipples are. I don't look at other guys' nipples, really. No. But now I will. Yeah. Um, nut juggling, she plays with the balls a little bit. That was called <laughs> out. I like that. Rarely do we hear about <laughs> the scrote getting a little bit of love. Yeah. I like that. Um, best friends. Yeah. Because Delia yeah. and Charlotte. What about your tropes? Marriage of convenience. Compromised house party. A grand gesture. Because at the end, I loved that. Uh, heron doesn't want to get married. Outdoor sex. Hero saves heroin. Hero's a spy. Wallflower no more. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Nice. <laughs> Clayton. Oh, my God. <laughs> what has you swooning this week? Well, of course, you know it's going to be music. There is a... A artist named Julia Jacqueline, who I got really into recently. We put so many things between these worlds and every gift you buy on me. I know what's inside. What do I do now? There's nothing left to find. Don't know how to keep loving. She has an album called Crushing, and it's one of my favorite albums that I've listened to recently. So I would say check that out. Erin, mm-hmm. what are you swooning about this week? Yeah. So this this week was really easy for me because I'm swooning hard about something very specific, and that is a new show on Hulu called Shrill. And it is uh, Lindy West, who is a great writer, wrote a book. And then this is a television series, I think, loosely based on her life. And it's starring A.D. Bryant, who is... Uh, from SNL? She's from SNL, but she's just, like, magnificent. Like, she's so... Such an amazing actress. She's so perfect in this role. Like, she's so endlessly watchable. I just loved it so much. Um, and it's really, really well-written and funny and well-acted. Julia Sweeney's in there. She's always... It's always fun to see her... Julia uh, Sweeney? Yeah. I love her. She plays a bomb. Oh, awesome. Uh, and it's there only six episodes, so I would say that's the only big negative I have. Because, like, why only six? I would write 22. Yeah, but it's so... In, yeah, it, it is also showing somebody who isn't normally seen on TV and, and a group of people that aren't normally seen on TV and just a way of looking at the world that I think is so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, really love it a lot and watch it. It's really, it's like a perfect TV show. I don't have anything negative to say about it. I think it was perfect. Only, there's only six episodes, so it would have been more perfect if it was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we read it at the top. If you guys want to rate, review, subscribe, it's how more people find out about us. Tell your friends about us. Um, if you have any suggestions for us, um, comments, anything, just want to say hi, you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. I'll read it and reply. Clayton will also read it, but not reply because he has a nervous condition. I re- <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, I, I, I read all comments. Yes. I do. And I smile. Yeah. But then I just get nervous and don't write anything back. Okay. Yeah. 
know that he sees it. I do see it. Uh, Twitter, we're at Learning Tropes, and Instagram, we're at Learning The Tropes. And then next week, we are reading Rescue Me by Michelle L. Teichman. So grab that, start reading it, and then we'll see you next week. Yeah, have a good day. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. Have a great day, whatever day it is. (laughs) 